This episode of Off the Clock is brought to you by Superbath. All right, we are doing it. So off the clock, first episode, let's cheers in our simple modern cup. Cheers. Cheers. Bing. So hydrated. Yes. What are y'all drinking? My simple modern cup. This one has water. Wow. This simple modern koozie has a high noon. (laughs) What about you, Gretzma? I'm drinking a vodka Sprite. So classy. That is classy. I have a June shine in mine. It's about half full. So I already had a little bit. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, a little more. Early. I had a pregame <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> For anyone not nervous. who is watching and is like, why are they talking about their cups? Um, this is our new thing, our new show called Off the Clock. And basically, once the day ends, once a week, we get together and we talk about not work because we already did enough of that. So meet your new BFFs. Um, a quick introduction of who we are and why we're doing this. I guess I'll go first since I'm feeling chatty. So I'm Kaylee Moore. <laughs> I've been a full-time freelance writer for almost 10 years now. In November, it'll be 10 years. I mostly work with software companies and marketing people. Um, and I've known Krista and Allie for a while now through the internet. Thanks, internet. And we decided we wanted to do a show where we weren't just talking about work. And I know that I'm starting this by telling you a little bit about work, but it's a jumping off point and that's it. So we're going other places. But Krista, tell us about yourself. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I'm Krista Doyle. I, like Kaylee said, know these ladies through the internet. And yeah, I've been in content marketing for about seven or eight years live in Austin, Texas with my wife and my dog. Yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know for now. Okay. For now. For now, Allie. All right. Uh, My name is Allie Decker, although recently the government says it's Allie Conchar. So I changed it officially. That was a journey. Um, (laughs) It really is a journey. It's not easy to do. Took me two years. Took me two years. The whole thing. I live in Chicago with my husband and two cats. And I co-own a content marketing agency called On Mission Digital, but I've been in the industry for, Kaylee, you tell me, you got me into it. Probably <laughs> six like years, six, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for right now, that's the common thread, but it's not the only thing that pulls us together. Yes. So we all work in marketing and kind of the tech space. Hmm. Um, but we're not really here to talk about that. We're not here to give you like your 10 best SEO tips. We could. But we're not no, going to. That's not what this is. We're not doing please that. Please never <laughs> utter SEO again no. on this podcast. This is a safe space. Nobody can say that here. This is, a, this is a safe space for marketers where we're going to talk about other stuff. And so our first topic, I think, a good place to start. Because when I listen to a podcast, I'm like, who do I most relate with? So maybe we should tell you a little bit about ourselves. If you're new here, let's talk about what we did like before what we're doing now. So you have a bit of context on how we arrived where we are. Again, we're not talking about work, but this is just so you know, like where we're coming from. So who wants to go so first? Who wants to favorites. share? Yeah. Pick your fighter. <laughs> Allie. Allie, why don't you go first? Why don't you kick us off? Honestly, the only thing I did before content marketing is I worked at GE Appliances. What did you do like, for them? So 
Um, whatever they told me to do. No, <laughs> I was a marketing intern on the filter team. So if anybody has a fridge and that has a filtered water in it, oh, wow. I have to market that. Shout out to yeah. So I'm originally from <laughs> me. Uh, I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky, and GE is a big employer there. So that was it. My internship turned first full time job lasted six months in a cubicle, and I was like, "Fuck this!" So I literally emailed Kaylee, and I was like, "Hi, I saw your byline. Tell me how to do the things that you do." So I went, quit my job. My parents were thrilled. Went into freelance writing. And then now I'm here. So my before career is actually pretty brief. I know we're not going to talk about work, but I am just so curious what you do as in marketing for filters at GE, but we don't have to talk about that. We'll get to that. a whole episode, Krista. (laughs) We can get to that. (laughs) Krista, what about you? So before marketing, I was in LA for five years and I did entertainment industry stuff. So film and TV, worked at a lot of different production companies, worked on a couple of different TV shows as like writing assistant stuff. Yeah. Just live the LA life. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mine's not yeah, that sound cool. My before is not that cool. I worked for a hunger relief organization as their PR manager as like a 22 year old baby. Um, but the title had manager in it and I got hired like as soon as I graduated college and it was a really terrible time because I graduated college in 2011, which was like still economically a very sad time. And so I was just like, yes, I'll take it. And I did that. And I was kind of like you, Ali. I was like 40 hours in an office every week is no joke. This mm. is not for me. I am not going to make it if I stay here. So while I loved the cause and loved the people and loved the organization, I was like, I can't do an office. I have to do my own thing. So that was 10 years ago. And yeah, here we are. Here we are. I'm curious, though. This is something I don't know. And I'm I'm really excited to hear your answers on this. So what did you want to be when you were a kid? And how has that evolved over time? Like, are you doing what you're doing now? Is it like something you feel like your small version of yourself would have been proud of? Which is a heavy question, but let's keep it like two different questions. <laughs> Pretty heavy, yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to be a writer, so okay. I think I'm doing what I'm doing now, but not how I envisioned it because I don't think what I'm doing now existed then, nor Probably did not. I understand marketing as a concept. But I just always loved writing. What I, kind I'm, of writer did you want to be? Yeah, a novelist. Like okay. fiction, writing books and stuff, which I hope is still out there in my future one day. But I do get to write every day, just That's different good. kind of software stories, you know? Yeah. You're just but, practicing. You're just practicing. Yeah, exactly. You're warming up for that novel. I can feel I like it. that. Yeah. I like that mindset. Yeah. What about you, Krista? I always wanted to work in the entertainment industry. I always wanted to make TV shows. So I did it for a little while, sort of. But yeah, it just... It didn't pan out the way I thought it would or wanted it to, I guess. Pretty brutal in that industry. So, I mean, I guess like Allie, I'm still writing sometimes when I have to. I don't really, not my favorite thing anymore. But yeah, I don't know. I sometimes kind of daydream about getting back into TV somehow. I don't know what that would look like. We'll see though. It's cool. I like that. For me, I'm like you, Allie. I'd, I wanted to be a writer. I was always in the like young authors contest in school. Yeah. And, and even in like to high school when it wasn't cool anymore, I was still playing that game because I was like, 
I love this so much. And then I, like I said, I went to college and it was like, this is not realistic. And so I swallowed my dreams and got a job like I thought I was supposed to. And now all of these years later, I'm 34. I'm working on a novel. It's a work in progress. That's all I'm going to say. But I'm on version two and I'm like 50% of the way through and I've put a pause on it for the summer, but I'm coming back to it. It's going to be We need early access. Like, I feel like Allie and I should get to review. Yeah, We can be like the beta readers. I'm going to need beta readers. So I've always dreamed of being called out at the end and like the acknowledgements is like (laughs) part of a beta reading group. You know? Absolutely. I want to be on that list. That's us. It's going to happen. I just, I can't talk about it anymore because then I get stressed out and I'm afraid I'm not going to finish it ever. So Uh, that's enough. That's enough. Let's (laughs) shut up about it now immediately. (laughs) Stop talking about it. I'm so nervous. You got so nervous. Ooh, I gotta disappear for a second. Turtle shell. Turtle shell. Okay, God, let's talk about anything else. <laughs> All right. What on the kid theme? Should we talk about what we were like as kids? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious. Absolutely. And what we're like now? Man, I was such a dork. How? Yeah. How are you? I, I've always been. I mean, you guys know I'm pretty introverted. Like I've always, I was always really quiet, very introspective. My mom used to say that I would ask these like big questions and she'd be like, where the hell did you even like, why are you asking me that? You're in fifth grade. (laughs) I think I just like carried a lot of weight as a child. Like I just like my, my brain was like always on. And I think that's where writing was like almost an outlet. Like it helped me get stuff out on paper. Makes sense. I think I'm still like that now. Yeah, me too. So you think you're the same now? as you were as a kid. Yeah. Do you feel Fundamentally, like, yeah. Do you feel like that like introspective nature is something you use in the work stuff that you do now or like not so much? <laughs> yeah, I I would say I think it helps like 75% of the time. The other 25%, I think it works against me. I've actually been working lately to hone my inner sociopath (laughs) in that I'm trying not to care so much about everything because it's heavy. Like it's just, you can't do all the things and care about all the things, especially like running a business. So that's my latest challenge. And it sounds a little bit like (laughs) inhumane. I'm not trying to be a sociopath, but I'm trying to just like let go of, of a little bit. I just, I, I want to help a healthy level of apathy in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So hard though. Yeah. You figure it out. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. Also that for me. <laughs> I will report back Please when do. I figure it out. Great. <laughs> what about you all? Yeah. Kaylee, what were you like as a kid? I was like a very, so I was an only child till I was seven. Then my brother came along. Both my parents worked. So I spent a lot of time alone and I was a big reader And I always have like this very big personality. If you're watching the show and you're getting a sense of my big personality, I hope that that's still shining through because I feel like I was just like this very, I don't know, I was like very performative as a kid. Like I would perform Mariah Carey music for my parents' friends when they would come over and like make actual paper programs (laughs) for the performance and hand them out and then like wait for critique at the end as well. Like, when you're ready, give me your feedback. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. Yes. So always very like big personality, like, I don't know, just kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm still like that. And I feel like that's why I like doing podcasts. And like, I like being on panels and talking. And the funny thing, though, 
because as an adult, like my capacity for that is like really shrunk. And I don't know if that's from working from home and being on my own all the time and like needing to recharge because it is like a muscle and a skill that you have to do because when you don't practice, you get really rusty and awkward. But yeah, I was like a really bizarre kid. Like I was, I was not a theater kid though. I was just like at home doing my own thing. I was going to say, I'm surprised you wanted to be a writer and not like some kind of performer somehow. Well, I'm not a good singer. And (laughs) I, funny story, I auditioned for Mary Poppins like eight years ago as an adult woman. Eight years ago. Terrible. It was terrible. Oh, I, I, I need you to say more. I need you to say more. What What if you marry yourself? I was swinging for the fences and I didn't realize that the P- the pianist who was going to be playing the audition song was playing in a different key. <laughs> so <laughs> I showed up to perform and sing this song and I basically at the end was like, shrug, like, don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. And they were okay. like, okay, thank you, ma'am. I have a follow-up question for you. Does that like haunt you or is it just like a funny story? Oh, it's so funny. I think it's so funny. And I'm so proud of okay. myself for doing it, for like just going and yeah. showing up and doing right. this scary thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm not somebody who would be like, oh God, that was so embarrassing. I was just like, that was fucking hilarious. I love that. I love that so much. Also, does that <laughs> exist on video anywhere? Oh, hell no. Yeah. Where is that? footage? No, it doesn't. The funny thing is that they called me back, not for Mary Poppins, but there was like a dinosaur themed child's like theater play. And they wanted me to be the lead dinosaur. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm singing You dinosaur. said no to being the lead dinosaur? I what are you thinking? No, I can't be a singing dinosaur. I can't do it. So, hey, don't so knock on Barney. I'm actually so mad at you about that. That is the extent right of my theater experience. Mary Poppins or nothing. <laughs> Can you put that in your like Twitter bio, please? Like people would be so confused. Lead like, dinosaur. What is this? Is she like, <laughs> like what is the story? Is this like a land before time thing? <laughs> it oh had to God. be. I think oh I think the dinosaur's name was like DJ or something. It could have been Barney adjacent. Oh, I don't know. I was a big Barney girl over here. Same. I had Barney not one, girl. not two, yeah, we love but Barney. three Barney themed birthdays back Damn. then. Damn! Parents got a, a lot of use out of that, uh, that decoration. Do you still <laughs> save the money? Do you still uh, like Barney? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Grew out of that one. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. Te- temporary fandom. Oh my God. Your turn, Krista. Were you weird as a kid? Wait, what was the question? Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I hope so. Mad. So there were like two versions of me as a kid. I feel like I was generally pretty shy around people I didn't know. Then around my friends, I was like a ham, and I was very extroverted. I was a little bit of a tomboy, not super girly, which I feel like is still the case usually. But I think I've gotten more introverted as I've gotten older. Like I feel like any extrovert I had in me has just slowly. Uh, slowly gone away, which is kind of sad. I don't know. But yeah, I'm still very introverted. Still very like, love to do things by myself, which I did as a kid. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting, Krista, because Allie, you said that you're introverted as well. But when I see you post on social media, you're like always at a party. 
You're like always doing Me? something fun with other That's people. That's true. That's because I only post on social media when I'm doing something <laughs> oh, fun. But I feel like, okay. but I feel like it's like often. Like I feel like you're often doing more than me. Fun. Yeah. I guess I don't, I'm trying not to define like introversion, extroversion as like synonyms for like out, like shy and outgoing. I think for me, like I, I can be pretty outgoing. A, if I'm intoxicated with any substance, really give me anything. Or if I'm around the right people. But for the most part, I only recharge when I'm alone or when I'm with my husband or even with like you all, right? Like it's like a very small group of people that I feel like I can be 100% myself and I can really like recharge the social battery. But yeah, those things I post about, like I feel like it's just blips. Okay. Right. It's like this one weekend I'm doing things, but like Monday through Friday, besides going to the gym, I'm just home alone. And that that's like what works for me. But yeah, I mean, social media is definitely more of a highlight reel. That's true. Yeah. But I'm glad you think my life is so fun. Because most of the time I'm like, God, I'm such a loser. No, you're always doing something fun with other people. And I'm like, always doing something fun with other people. I know. I'm like, here's me. That's so funny because I think the same thing. I think the same exact thing. God, social media is so fucked up. It's not right. It's, It's all projection and illusion. So... But it's funny because like we know each other because of social media. That's true. So it's like I'm glad that, that it exists, true. but I like root I just hate how much it like fucks with my head. Yeah. And my the people that I love. So I just wish there was like a way to I don't know, I guess it's just a mindset change challenge. Yeah. yeah. We should all probably just get rid of it, but we won't. So let's just No. I've tried. I've tried so many times to like quit Twitter or stay off Instagram and just never happens. But I do think it is because of what you said, Allie, like 90% of my friends at this point are online or like people that I met yeah. online. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's more about like getting in tune with what, what, like when you cross that line mentally from like feeling connected, like checking in on friends. Like I tried to quit Instagram and then I was like, I don't know what's going on in my friends' lives. And like, instead of like lamenting about that, I'm just like, this is just the way that it is in 2023. Like it just is like, I'm not going to text all my friends all the time. That sounds exhausting. Mm -mm. So instead I'm going to use Instagram and then I'm going to decide when that threshold is of, oh, I feel like my life should be different. And I feel like if I start feeling like that, because of what I've seen, then I'm like, okay, time to pull back. Because if I didn't have Instagram, I probably wouldn't be feeling this like sense of loss yeah. or something like I'm missing, you know? So I, I think everyone just has to figure out that that threshold where it becomes like quote unquote unhealthy. Yeah. But yeah, I've actually thought about this a lot lately because I, I feel like I don't do anything. So it's funny that you guys are like, you're doing so much. And I'm like, God, am I? Yes, I, I am. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know. It's, it's really tough. But the the flip side of that coin is like, when you have social media, and you can see what your friends are posting, when you actually go to meet with them face to face for coffee or whatever it is, you're like, I already know everything you did the past four years. So what do you want to talk That's about? That's so true. Yeah. It's such a bummer. That's so true. Yeah. I had dinner with a friend a few, uh, like a few months ago, Brandon, my husband and I went out and went out with another couple. And they don't use social media. And we had so much to talk about. It was fascinating. Because I was like, tell me everything. I haven't spoken to you in two years. What, what's up? And so, yeah, there was just so much more ground to cover. Do you feel like, though, like, they, so like, yeah, you probably had more to talk about, like, what's been going on in their lives. But, like, were they missing out on current events and stuff because they don't have social media? Like, I feel like it would be Not hard. at all. 
Interesting. No, because they're, they're like too, like, they're like NPR personified. They're like these very intelligent, super self-actualized people. They're almost like above social media. And I'm like, what's that like? I know that. And like, but also I don't because yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like we, when we hung out in person, like we had a lot to talk about. We did. That's true. We had dinner. I I feel like there's definitely like, you could probably carve out maybe 50% of the day-to-day of someone's life and you kind of get the gist on social media, but there's probably another like 50% That's true. of like either it's not spoken about yeah. or it's like really deep or it requires like three to five drinks to get to. <laughs> right. That's Which true. is what we reached That's the <laughs> on a Monday evening. Uh, it was, <laughs> that was fun. It was, it was, it was fun. Really yes. Fun. So what are you guys watching and reading right now? What do you, what are we watching? What are we, what books are we reading? Just finished the bear which I know, Kaylee, you did too. Allie, do you watch The Bear? No, but I should call Austin and he can join this segment because he loves The Bear. You don't watch it. It's Chicago. You're in Chicago. I know. I know. I am in Chicago. It's really good. And there's only two seasons. So I feel like you could very easily catch up. Okay. I'll watch it. Yeah, You must. By the next time we talk. Great. Two seasons. That's your homework. That's your homework. Easiest homework I've ever had. So, what are you watching then? What are you, are you watching? Yeah. movies? are you watching shows? So, I th- I think I told you guys I don't really watch reality TV except for Love Island. I'm re- I'm watching last summer's Love Island USA in preparation for this summer. Okay. I don't know why because yeah. it's not like they connect or anything. But I'm That's like, okay. eh, whatever. It's easy viewing. I don't I don't really watch a lot of TV. But you're I a comfort know. rewatcher. Yeah, we yeah. talk about that. I am a comfort rewatcher. Yeah, like, are you about rewatching that? anything? Uh, we just rewatched Parks and Rec, and I think we're about to start How I Met Your Mother for like the thirteenth time. If any listeners hear that and judge me, then fuck you because it's <laughs> an anxiety thing, and I hope somebody gets it out there. Also, it's a Sorry, very listeners. it's a very good show. So it was so funny because like Austin saw this meme. Austin is my husband. Austin saw this meme on Instagram and he sent it to me, and it was like people with anxiety tend to rewatch shows because they have the comfort of knowing what yeah. happens. Blah blah blah. And he was like, "Is this you?" And I was like yeah duh <laughs> that's like exactly why I rewatch shows like I know what happens mm-hmm. and you always catch something new you do that is so true I love that but concept. I would like to get better at watching new things it's just so much work it is it's a lot it's a whole investment I don't know what this says about me <laughs> no I'm a comfort rewatcher so too I've watched The Office oh up yeah to season six like one million times also Gilmore yeah, Girls that's same. another one for me Every fall. Have to. That's a good fall rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't rewatched it as much. Rory gets on my nerves now that I'm older. I don't know why, but. Is it her tiny baby voice? Because her voice is like three octaves higher than it is now. I don't know. Maybe. It's so high. It's just like. That is actually so funny. Does anybody have like shows or TV shows or even books that they reread or rewatch? every year and then it's like a different experience because of how we're aging and like learning just life things i can't reread i'm i'm not a rereader i feel like friends is very weird it's always weird to rewatch friends just because yeah like culturally it's so different every time i rewatch it i feel like um and then yeah at this point season one i'm now like 12 years older than they are in season one, which is like insane. Such a mind fuck. But yeah, I don't know. The other one that I rewatch every single year is Haunting of Hill House, 
which is a really weird one to rewatch. But if you haven't oh, seen it, oh, that has Victoria Pedretti, doesn't it? Yes, that's where I fell in love with her. Yes, yes, from you. Yeah, but it's a good like Halloween spooky show to watch. So yeah, watch that every Raise year. Raise your hand if Halloween's your favorite holiday. Anyone? <sighs> can i can i just pick like football season because it also includes like the holidays high five virtual high five yeah i will say (laughs) the only other (laughs) reality the only other reality show i like is halloween wars on food network oh is it like halloween food it's like a it's like a baking and like a baking contest but like halloween theme so every team has like a cake artist and like a Uh, sugar artist and then a chocolate artist wow and it starts with like eight teams and then there's like a competition and then every episode they like obviously eliminate one we watch it every year okay it's fascinating you have to google some of the stuff that these people make okay wow also can i just say ali i don't know if it's your microphone or your voice but like you could do asmr because you have like a very soft pleasing voice Really? Yeah. It's Congrats. very calming. It really yeah. is. Really? You should narrate audiobooks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made it weird. <laughs> now I take it back. Speaking out, oh, no, this isn't the time. Maybe next time. Oh, no, you, now you no, gotta say you gotta. All right. Have you guys heard of Quinn, the app? Mm-hmm. No. What is that? <sighs> it's about to get weird. All right. So we're, it, it's the pilot. We're, we're carving out our space. I'm going to be the inappropriate one. Okay. Perfect. I'm just going to take that. So Quinn is a, how do you describe it? An odd, like an audio porn app, essentially. But the sister of um, Jack Jack Dorsey, who created Twitter, his sister built it. Heard about this. And I mostly followed it because I feel like she's, she's just a cool person, but she, I think she built it as either part of her grad school stuff, or maybe she was an undergrad still. And it is fascinating, like both the business behind it and also how it's been like revamping, like the, I guess the porn industry, because it's so much more inclusive. It's also less about like visuals and all like the sketchy stuff that typically happens in other channels. But I don't know. I just think it's really cool. Like how Gen Z is like reworking it. Is it like, stories like yeah so it's like store yeah so either like narrating like sexy stories like what i also read or it's like first person like pov like talking to you whether it's like a woman or a man yeah i actually don't subscribe to it i just like saw it and i was like this is cool i like where things are going yeah feels safer it feels better feel safer yeah yeah Yeah. it's not that different from like an audio book version of a sexy right. story right like someone right. just reading it to you yeah and probably doing yeah. a really good job <laughs> yeah so y'all should hear these voice artists there's this one guy whose voice is so deep and i'm like hello but then you look at him and you're like uh, how voice does not match i'll send you guys a picture yeah right, so these people or you looked him up be honest no quinn like had Quinn, that Instagram, <laughs> calling me out. <laughs> Quinn, the Instagram, uh, the chan, their channel, like, did a panel with a lot of their artists, their, their, their contributors <laughs> to the app. And this one guy was like talking, and I was like, dude, your voice does not match your face. Yeah, it's so trippy. Yeah, so you're, so you're, you're reading sexy stuff. You don't have to share any titles. We don't have to get that intimate. Krista, what are you reading right now? So I am actually rereading a book, uh, which I. Don't do often, but I really like this one a lot. It's called This Time Tomorrow by Emma Str- 
Straub. I can't ever say her last name. But yeah, it's like time travel, 90s vibes, uh, really good relationships in the book. Yeah, I feel like it's been a year or so since I read it. So I feel like I've forgotten just enough about it to, to start over again. Um, but yeah, that is what I'm good reading. It is yeah. so good. I like that. So, so good. Allie, do you reread at all? Are you a rereader since you're a rewatcher? I will reread in preparation for a new release. Oh. Ooh. So like Akatar, I reread that when the new ones were coming out. A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, got it. I've Anybody? seen those covers. Yeah. Very good. Also, A Blood and Ash, Jennifer Armentrout. It's a similar fantasy romance series. She has a new one coming out next week. So I've been nice. rereading in prep for that. I'll have a couple books, like what you said, Krista, like the ones that resonate, mm -hmm. uh, that I'll pick up every couple years. Um, and then there's an essay by Ralph Waldo Emerson that I reread every year. It's called Self-Reliance. I actually have a tattoo from it. Do you really? <laughs> really? Mm -hmm, on my side. Yeah. No, just like a, a symbol that reminds me of it. But That's cool. Um, yeah. I I don't typically reread a lot, actually. Yeah. I never reread. I'm... So I'm double timing right now. I'm doing audiobook and a hard copy book. So the audiobook right now is called Sirens and Muses. I think it's a fairly new release. The author's name is Antonia Angras, I think is how you say it. Like Sally Rooney type of category of book, if that means anything to you. Mm, yep. And then the hard copy book I'm reading right now is called The Ten Year Nap by Meg Wolitzer, I think is the author's name. And it's about these women who have become mothers and have either stopped working or like decided not to work. And now we're like thinking about going back to work, which is not something I personally have experience with because I do not have children, but it's super interesting because I feel like it's something a lot of women have to wrestle with. And so it's kind of this unique point of view that I don't have in my life. So yeah. They're both is it really fiction? Good. Yeah. Both are fiction. I'm always taking a nap. Cause I want to escape after working all yeah. day. I got to get out of here. I got to go. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm a nonfiction girl, usually. Love a good nonfiction. Just, it feels like work to me. It feels like, yeah. I just feel like it's well, taxing. Not, not like workbooks, though. Like, I like memoirs and... Okay, yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, business books? Mm-mm. Not I doing it. I used to be hardcore into business books, but now, yeah. hardly ever. Yeah. Um, We should tell our listeners what our star signs are, in case anybody is curious What's about that. What's a star sign? Oh, it's astrological. Yeah, astrological. Yes. Google that. You yes. don't know what yours Google. is? Oh, oh God. Well, for listeners out there, my birthday is 420, so I know oh. what that means. My star <laughs> sign is actually cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're an Aries. Like a star. I think you're April. I'm Googling this. I'm you're like an Aries. Sorry, sorry. I'm right. Oh, I remember this. I'm on the line between Aries and Taurus, so I just pick whichever one I like better. How do you get like overnight? Were you born at midnight? Is there a time? Could you, is there like uh, a time? Oh, thing? When, I don't know. What day? Oh, 420. So is it like on the line? The cutoff? It, it, some like things say Aries ends on 420, oh, and then some things say Taurus starts on 420. I was born at like noon. Okay. I don't know if that matters. Yeah. Right. Krista, the, the dead center. Krista, you're you Taurus, right? You should come to the the good side, the Taurus. I will say my husband is April 9th, and he so he's solidly an Aries, and we're yeah. very different. So like logic tells me I'm just should probably just okay. be a Taurus. You're a Taurus. Taurus. 
right. It's decided. It has been decided. Great. 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. (laughs) So two Tauruses and an Aquarius. That's me. I feel like I don't know how I feel about astrology and horoscopes, but there's a lot of memes on Instagram that really track, you know, funny. Yeah. really just makes me chuckle. I feel like I always kind of lump it into the same, I don't know. I give it the same weight as I do all the personality tests out there. Mm. Like, really? I just kind of, well, I mean, even with those, I'm like, this might be right. I don't know, but it's fun. All the memes are it fun. Is fun. Like, it's fun. Yeah. I don't know that I truly believe any of it, to be honest, but a lot of yeah. it's like, spooky accurate enough to Mm. to make it fun yeah have you guys ever done the enneagram test Mm -hmm. recently do you what are you all four i yeah i'm a seven wing eight if that means i can see that what are you you? a solid six interesting oh my god i don't even know what that means like a six wing I six wing five. I wing five. My mom's big on this stuff. Really? Not from like a, like, she's not religious, like, oh, everybody's Enneagram, but she just knows a lot of like the intricacies of it. Yeah. It has really helped like Austin and I, I think, because he's a nine. So like, I think Enneagram more than like Myers-Briggs or any of that stuff. Yeah. Enneagram is interesting because it speaks to your motivators, oh. which I think just helps me understand people in my life and like what drives them and like what really matters to them. Like my understanding of a, a seven is like you, you love opportunity. You hate missing out on things. Mm-hmm. Accurate. And a four is like super introspective, very much like not lives in your head, but you just like think about a lot of stuff and you like space, but you don't really want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not like trying to like read like a crystal ball, but like, but you did. It, <laughs> I am like very fear-based. I'm very loyal and I'm motivated by like security, but okay. I don't want, I don't really want to be told what to do. So it's like kind of this weird, it, Austin and I have worked out a lot of like our differences using some of that material, but again, it's not like scripture, you know, yeah. everyone's different. And I think different life situations call for different things. So. Would you say, uh, have y'all ever done like you and Austin love languages? Like, is it more helpful than that kind of stuff? No, I think love languages, especially in like one-to-one relationships, whether they're friendships or marriages, I would say are probably the most powerful in terms of like reducing your relationship to just like a certain heuristic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like I'm totally words of affirmation. Like I do believe actions speak louder than words, but I have a hard time only believing actions. Like I need I need to yeah. be told things. I would rather someone write me a letter than give me anything. Like, oh, interesting. I just, I want to hear, I like internalize that stuff. That stuff fuels me. It helps me like understand what's going on in people's heads. Yeah. He's 100% physical touch. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering, <laughs> no, it's not just about like sex and stuff. It's more of like if we, if I'm like touched out from like being with friends or like if I babysit and kids are all over me and I'm just like, meh, he feels like that, not like, even holding his hand is like the equivalent of like the silent treatment. Oh, so it's like, we've had to talk Our through a lot guy. of that stuff. Yeah. 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 What about you guys? What's your love languages? I, we're Taurus twins. I am a hundred percent words of affirmation, but I am very closely followed by physical touch as well. And then the okay. other ones are just like, I don't need anything else. 
they're all solo on my on my list. That's so funny. That's yeah. so different. Cause I'm I'm like very bad at both of those things. Like I have a really hard time giving people compliments. I feel like I like really keep my cards close to the chest. I don't know if that's like a self-protection thing or what that I learned from childhood, but that's difficult for me. And I'm like, I'm I'm a four. I'm like, give me my space. I like I like physical touch, but I'm like, give me my space. My thing is like acts of service. I really like action. Like if you say you're going to do something, that's one thing. But if you actually do it, then I'm like, that's good. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So yeah, it is helpful. It's helpful to like be able to like group yourself into a container of this is what makes sense to me. And I feel like that's what Mm -hmm. all of those things are good for being able to point to something and be like, yes, that makes sense for me. Right. Or at least like speak to parts of yourself in a language that is easily comparable against like other people. Like it doesn't, I don't think like being a six or being like a words of affirmation person or being a Taurus, like that's not the only, that's not my whole makeup right there. Yeah. But I think it's like, if I tell you those things, you can probably compare, like not compare them, but it just makes sense in like a certain set of data. You're like, okay, against all these other things, this is likely what she's like or what she appreciates or whatever. And I will say, Across all of those tests, it, a lot of them are very, like, tell me very similar things about myself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really weird. I like them. So, sort of unrelated, but moving away from astrology into kind of more real life things. What are you working on outside of work right now that you're really excited about? Like, what are you feeling jazzed about right now? What comes to mind? Deep. Side pause. What does oh, this God. say about us? Do we need more side work projects? Is, yeah, work is such a big part of my life right now. I think it's been an interesting mirror. So I think like in terms of other things that I'm working on, I think just like growth, <laughs> self-growth. I don't know. I've been trying to journal more. Good. I was doing improv for a while, yeah. which was really nice. I took a break because Second City classes are on Saturdays. And I'm like, I need to be outside on Saturdays, yeah. but I will pick the class back up in the fall. So stay cool. tuned. What are, be... what are improv classes like? That sounds like my actual nightmare. Are they fun? What are they like? It's funny you say that because when I first, so I've always been an SNL fan. Like since I was very little, we would stay up and watch it. I used to have some of like the DVD box sets and stuff. Uh, huge comedy stand-up fan, but I was like that to me, like never in my life would I ever do that. I mean, I was a very quiet child, but when I moved here, I was like, hmm, it's just down the street, you know, like I, I maybe, you know, it's one of those crazy things that I'd love to say I'm doing, you know, kind of like you auditioning for Mary Poppins. Like I, even if it is stupid or doesn't work out, like I'm, I did it. And then I finally, like I moved to Chicago like two years before COVID and I finally worked up the courage to sign for class. COVID hit, became like a non-issue. And then last year I was like really struggling and I was like, I just need to prove to myself that I can still like do something new. Like I hadn't done something fundamentally new in my life in a very long time, like new skill, new language, new instrument, whatever. So I was really, really high one night. And I was like, I'm signing up. And I did. And I paid the money. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> oh, no. But I was so like, good. I was so, I was like so burnt out. This was like right before Christmas. So it was like, obviously work was like on pause, but I was so burnt out that I was like, I don't even care. Like, how can this get any worse kind of thing? Which I don't mean to sound like 
wah, wah. But like it was, I was really struggling. So I was like, ah, it can only be up from here. And it was. Class was really, really nerve wracking. I actually took an edible like a little bit before my first class because I needed to just like chill. But honestly, like the classes I took at Second City, there's like a subset of the curriculum called Improv for Anxiety. Oh, interesting. So it was literally like the whole class was there not to get on stage or join SNL, but to work on themselves like mentally and and combat oh. some stuff. So like that alone was like a huge comfort because like they're like the main curriculum is for folks that like want to do stand up or want to be in a troupe or want to go on TV. And Nash as a whole, I thought that's what it would be like, but they actually, the improv for anxiety classes weren't available before COVID. So I think that was a uh, development oh, based on demand. So it kind of worked out that like I had to wait to sign up. But anyway, classes, um, it's basically like games. <laughs> it's like when you go to a party, do you ever go to a party and like play a bunch of games with people? Um, whether it's like a card game or like beer pong or like whatever, and you're like drinking and you're playing games and you're like, oh, I, I know we're drinking right now, but you kind of feel like kids again. Like you can just like do whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it's like that, but like, but you have to like get up and like do improv things. So it, it really was fun because everyone was on the same page and all the games were like very low key. So like we would get up and they'd be like, okay, like, where like the rest of the class is like, where, where are these two people? And like the class would like shout out a destination. And then it was like, okay, what, what's going on? So it was like literally like a whole class environment and you just had to like improv it for like 30 seconds. So it was very low key. I did sign up for improv too. That was a little bit more intense. This was like May or March, April. That was a little bit more intense. We did a music improv, which was awful, awful. That was probably the first class I wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah. No, I seriously was like, I hate, I don't sing. They made you I don't sing. know improv three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had to like, stand up me. and like, sing. Come on down. <laughs> right there. Help you. <laughs> Kaylee, help me. Put on your dinosaur costume and get here immediately. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, like it was just a space. It was a safe space to be stupid is the the best way I can describe it. And the teachers were incredibly encouraging. I don't know what improv three will be like. I think improv three is the first level that you actually do a show at the end. Can we come? Yeah. Maybe. Oh my gosh. I can interview you afterward. (laughs) Tell us about your performance. I will say it also is, it's a big deal who you do it with. Because oh, you yeah. build a lot of trust oh. with the people that you go up with. Yeah. So my class, most of us rolled over from one to two. And then a lot of people continued on in the summer. So I don't know who I'll do it with in the fall. I think there's a couple of friends I made in class who I think are waiting until summer is over. But yeah, it's a lot of like relationship building and trust building too, which is really interesting. That's all in awesome. all, I would, I would highly recommend. That's so cool because you're right. There's not very many opportunities to do that type of stuff as an adult. We're like yeah, yeah, in our boxes and stay there. So kudos to you for doing that. That's awesome. Seriously. I will say, I don't know about y'all or the folks listening, but I know like in today's day and age, you can learn anything you want online, right? But I am done like teaching myself stuff. Like I, going to a classroom with friends and like classmates, I guess, and a teacher to hold you accountable... I forgot how much I thrived in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think moving forward, if I want to like learn an instrument, learn a language, like I'll go to a class 
because I think it's a whole different experience and it like gets you out of the house. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys, if you've been like learning anything new or trying something new and if you've done it DIY or not, but it doesn't really work for me in this stage in life. Yeah. Krista, what are you excited about right now? It's out of work. I mean, well, I can't really... I signed up for drum lessons a few, like two months ago now at this point, but okay. I still haven't started. So I can't really say I'm like, why? I'm on like a wait list or something. I don't know. Anyway, oh, okay, I haven't okay. started yet, but I am so excited to, to get that going. I like have to stop myself every day from emailing the person to be like, hi. Just I cannot in. wait to hear about that. <laughs> So, know, is this your, so is this your first instrument like instrument that you played or is this like like what's sparking the interest there? No, I mean I grew up playing piano. I don't really play anymore. About 10 years ago, I learned how to play the banjo, but kind of fell off. And so originally I wanted to pick that back up earlier this year and I just couldn't find lessons in Austin. And so a girl that I work with, she her partner owns a music like a music school here. And so I was like, let me see what they have to offer. Um, and they do like all these different classes. Like you can join a cover band essentially and like all learn a song together. And then you have a little concert at the end. I love that. Or you can just do private lessons. So for now, I'm just going to do the private lessons and, and learn the drums. But I do think it would be so fun to join one of the other classes and like actually be in a little band. And yeah. 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 We'll come your set with lighters. Yes. I love that. Listeners, oh you God. can come too. You're invited. We'll yeah, see if you're invited. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. God, you're, do, you're both doing so good. And I feel like I'm not doing anything to self-enrich right now. I'm not right now, though. I took a break. Um, but, I'm but gonna list part of the process. I'm going to list some of the things that I've done in the past. Maybe those count for something. Let's see. I took Spanish language lessons, like conversational, virtually over COVID. Then I fell off of that. Um, I was using Duolingo to try to learn French. I stopped doing that. Let's see. What else did I start and stop? Did you like Um, French or Spanish more? Like learning? Spanish Spanish I took in high school for four years and like passed the like sufficiency exam in college so I didn't have to take the classes so I'm pretty good at Spanish French is like similar enough that I felt like I did okay but I yeah I should have stuck with it more I don't know it's nice out I so I live in the Midwest um Allie also lives in the Midwest we're both in Illinois in case you're wondering it's the like we get four good months really out of the year (laughs) and it's really nice out right now and so I'm just trying to maximize and be outside we just ordered a couple a couple of Super 73, so electric bicycle type deals that kind of look like dirt bikes and they go like 25 to 30 miles an hour. So excited for that, um, which is not self-enriching at all. It's just a fun activity. So that's all I got. All that matters. All that that's matters. all I got. Let's talk about Emmy noms because that happened right now and we mm. should talk about it. I'm going to pull up yes. the list here. Who are we rooting for? I mean, and obviously, we have the any bear. standouts. Yeah, speaking of the bear from earlier, um, yeah, they got like thirteen nominations, I think. All of them. Um, yeah, and there, it's all these nominations are would be for season one. So I have to imagine next year Mm. they'll also really kill it. Um, Yeah, yeah, a lot for White Lotus. I saw HBO. Man, they have like something like seventy-five or eighty nominations just across Mm -hmm. three shows. So Succession. White Lotus, and then The Last of Us. Did y'all watch The Last of Us? 
I, I watched three episodes of it. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of um, scary. Uh, yeah. It's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. It's so you go, uh, yeah. Um, and um, I know y'all don't want to watch Succession. I think we've mm-hmm. already talked about that. Sometimes. But my parents just started watching it. And my dad, who loves being outside, forego, like, forewent mowing on a Sunday to stay inside and watch Succession. So if there's any I'm higher telling you, on this planet, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I need to talk to your dad. We would have a lot to talk about, I feel like. Man, they are feeling it. So maybe I just need yeah. to get on that wagon. But not till you winter do. because it's nice out. Whatever. Fair. Fine. Oh, Vanderpump Rules was nominated for an Emmy. Y'all don't Where? Know where? <laughs> where? Oh, oh, it's not on this list. Um, yeah, they're nominated for like they don't say reality show; they say like outstanding unstructured programming or some bullshit. <laughs> unstructured programming, great. <laughs> right. uh, but this season was a masterpiece. So was that a chef they- kiss forming? <laughs> you almost chef kiss to, to Vanderpump Rules. When we're talking yes. about the bear, <laughs> I'm looking at the Emmy site and structured reality program is Antiques Roadshow, Ooh. Diners and Drive Vins. Kaylee's gonna say Diners, Drive Ins, and Antique Roadshow, and then Disney. Love is Blind, <laughs> Queer Eye Five, Shark Tank, and then how do you navigate? This is awful UX. Okay, unstructured reality. VPR, Indian match. Indian matchmaking, untucked, RuPaul, selling sunset, Vanderpump rules. And then there it is. Else. I wasn't lying. There it is. I just really need y'all to watch it. I mean, Allie, you're halfway there. If you watch Love Island, I feel like you could do Vanderpump. So I will say there's, there are many seasons. I think there are like. If I haven't, if I still have yet to start Grey's. Probably Just, I'm not going to start Vanderpump Rules. Okay, you're way too behind on Grey's. There's like I, I've never seasons. watched it. I know, and you're going to start at season one. No, and- I'm not. I'm saying okay. like I, it's that's a lost cause. So okay. I feel like there's too I, many episodes. There's a lot of shows like Ted Lasso. I just a lot that people like watch it and like okay. Just don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just going to pick up my smut book and read it's it. I don't know what else to tell you. Content. There's just too much to watch. Not enough time. Way Ooh, too much. It's just coming out way too fast. I know. Yeah. I really don't like it. I don't like that about our current state of TV. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Even are you gonna go, uh, Yeah, I was just going to say, are you going to go see Oppenheimer or and or Barbie? I'm going to see both, I think. Not on the same day. I will see both. Yeah. Also not on the same day. There was some folks at my gym talking about um, the Barbieheimer thing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. Or you see what, both in the same day. What an emotional journey. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I think you I don't have know to if do I'm... Barbie first, right? Because I, I heard know, that though. Oppenheimer is tough to recover from. Somebody oh. said you will leave the theater devastated. And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to see Barbie, but I, I do want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. I'm very Did you guys ever watch Air? Watch yeah. what? Air? It was good. I thought that yeah. was good. It was a fun really time. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that that, did did you guys ever watch Shoe Dog? Or mm-hmm. read Shoe Dog? I read it, yeah. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. I did the audio book of that it. one, I think. Yeah, it was good. I thought that it was entertaining. It was fun. They don't really make movies like that anymore, where it's just like a fun time all the way through. 
I don't know. I have a yeah. lot of complaints about the movies that don't get made yeah. anymore that I would like to have more of, like rom-coms. Like, why don't we have more rom-coms? We have Lifetime movies, which are not the same. Not, not, the, not the, the same. The quality bar is not no. the same. Sometimes, like, it feels like Netflix produces most, like, rom-coms now, and they're just shit. They're not good. Like, they're not Don't waste your time, Netflix. And I can't ever, like, pinpoint why. Like, what is the difference between... Did you guys watch the one with uh, Nina Dobrev and Adam... Oh, man. It was called Outlaws. Mm Mm-mm. It had, it, it, yeah, so it's called The Outlaws. It was Adam Devine, Pierce Brosnan, Nina Dobrev, and a couple other people that I recognize. And it was bad. Yeah. It had 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've watched a handful of them that are in that category. And I was just like, I want that hour of my life back before I shut the that only, off. The only ones I'll sit through are the Christmas ones because it's Christmas time. Yeah. I'm like, this is fine. It's Put like, it in my veins. <laughs> Great. Yeah, but, like, but even those, I don't know. Like, know. how are there no, like, the holiday? Like, how does that not know, exist Like, come on. <sighs> it's so good. Austin and I talk about this a lot. I, my theory is that they put, they try to put too much in the movies. Like, too many things are happening too fast. Mm. So there's no substance. Yeah. Which I guess, I don't know, for rom-coms, it's like, I don't know. For action movies, for sure, that's happening. So I just rewatched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days recently, and I just thought that was such a fun time. And then I watched one of the ones we were just talking about, like a Netflix-made one, and it was just so, like, bang you over the head with the plot. So stupid and straightforward. I was like, I I feel insulted with this. Like, give me some credit as the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Which one did you watch? There was one about pizza that I watched with uh, Emma Roberts that was really terrible that one's kind of old at this point i watched one with allison brie from like her like some she makes a lot of those i feel like with her husband dave franco yeah franco yeah i don't know i just feel like i've watched a bunch of them and i'm not happy i know it's really did you guys ever watch uh community yeah i I did not watch what made you think of that oh allison brie allison brie it's funny good one if you like Parks oh, and Rec, i feel like you're gonna like that one mm-hmm. yeah so how should we wrap up i feel like it's time to wind things down um i did finish my drink does that count i'm getting there i'm not quite done but um let's see closing topic what are you guys doing tonight closing time <laughs> see you're singing look Yes, Alex. musical improv. All right. Musical closing from Allie. Thank you. Is that ASMR voice? Mm-hmm. AMSR. What's it? How's it going? Yeah, it's yeah. Stand for? Okay. Don't know. I'm doing Good yoga. Job. Okay. Nice. In my living room. Okay. Like, hanging out with Adrian. Nice. And then I'm cooking dinner. What are you going to make? TV. Nice. Don't, don't know. I'm going to make dinner six out of seven nights. So I got to figure something Good out. Good deal. Good deal. Yep. What about you all? Krista, what are you doing? I am solo tonight. My wife is at dinner with a friend. So who knows? Probably lots of TV. Nice. Lots of rewatching. Yes. That sounds yeah. good. What are you going to eat for dinner? What is your dinner for one? <sighs> no. That's what I would eat. No. Usually I, I use the opportunity to DoorDash. So Ooh, I don't know. The ultimate luxury. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's really nice. Too hot to be outside or I would grill, but... Yeah, maybe maybe pizza, maybe I don't know. Mm. We'll see. 
I'll let y'all know. I know you're on the edge of your seat. I'll let you know. <laughs> Well, my brother is turning 28 today. So I'm headed to dinner over in Springfield, Illinois, which is where he lives. In case anyone was wondering, I don't know why I said that. And if you want to too him. much information, but <laughs> headed to dinner with my family. See you guys there, I guess. I will send you the address. (laughs) Please bring a gift. (laughs) Well, happy birthday, Haley's brother. Happy birthday to my brother, Jake. Yes, that's where I'm headed. Not in this sweatshirt, though, because it's also very hot here, but it's very cold in my house. Does anybody else have this problem where the air conditioner is always too cold, but it's always too hot outside, and it's just never right? No? Austin keeps the air conditioner so hot. He keeps it on, like, 75 in here. What? No, yeah. sir. No, sir. It's actually fine usually, but he's like he's like just saving money and our building is very old and blah blah blah. So I'm like whatever. Okay. Just... I just can't get it right. I'm always in between. So I feel like I change clothes like 14 times throughout the day. <laughs> I gotta work that on that. Like a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Every That's hour. Really like, annoying. Annoying. Show. More. Show. <laughs> but for no one. For the dog. That's it. Yeah. Brooks deserves the best. Yeah, he does. He likes wearing clothes too. So maybe I should include him. He likes to wear a good t shirt every once in a while. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this <laughs> podcast video thing. Basically, just sat in on happy hour with us. And I'm pretty much or off the welcome clock. or I'm sorry. I don't also, know. yes, off the <laughs> clock. Tune in for more of this chaos soon. Great. Okay. I don't know how to close it out here. Anybody got anything? Awkward no, goodbye. We're just good. like fading to black. Good hangs, guys. Good to hang out. This is good. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, one cheers. last cheers. That's how cheers. we should close. Yes. Shout out to Simple Modern for these giant cups. These are not Stanley's. These are Simple Moderns. And we have pastel Power modern. Rangers with our various colors. So with it's this big, I'm big yo head. Yes. No, that's pastel. It's pastel. Okay. okay. Fair enough.